Would we rather have Tom Izzo stick around for 10 more years or retire right now? Which road football games are going to be the best next year? Also, what can we expect out of Madi Sissoko? We got a ton more to get through on today's mailbag episode of Locked on Spartans. Let's have some fun. You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. best people in the world are right in front of me. Yes, that is you, the wonderful viewers and listeners of Lockdown Spartans. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Well, you know, kind of every single day. Of course, in June and July, we do three days a week here on Lockdown Spartans, but once August rolls around... We are back to five days a week for the rest of the football and basketball season. Uh, But yeah, until then, three days a week. And thank you so much for making us your first listen. And before going any further, shout out to LinkedIn Jobs. That's right. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions. Oh yeah, they apply. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast or YouTube show, any uh, way you digest this media. Thank you very much for doing so. And yeah, if uh, a review makes you happy, if a comment makes you happy, if smashing this subscribe button makes you happy, well, that's going to make me happy as well because I care about you. That's right. And also, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the best place to find us if you want to reach out with any questions, uh, segment ideas, and yeah, whatever you want to throw at me. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. All right, now that we've rushed through all the housekeeping, let's get to a very fun mailbag episode today. Uh, you guys have come through with amazing questions, as you always do, and we got a lot to get to. And I'm glad that, you know, outside of uh, the mailbag, there's not a lot of uh, news going on at Michigan State, so this allows us to get to a lot of mailbag questions. But there was one bit of news that I wanted to get to here, and it is, uh, yes, Big Ten Media Days are coming up fast. Uh, They are next Tuesday and next Wednesday, and Michigan State, along with Mel Tucker, of course, is sending the trio of Xavier Henderson for the second year in a row, Jaden Reed, and Peyton Thorne to Big Ten Media Days. Michigan State's day will be on Wednesday, starting at 11.30. You can catch all that on Big Ten Network, and also we will, of course, be reacting to anything and everything they say unlocked on Spartan. So yeah, that's the biggest piece of news going on. Uh, today's show uh, being recorded on Monday. So, yeah, those are the three players being sent down to Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days. Adjust your lives accordingly. All right, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's get to the mailbag. And this first question comes from Rick. Rick gets priority uh, seating here at the mailbag. He always gets to the front of the line. Love Rick. Uh, new grandfather Rick, may I add. And his question is, what is the one away football game you are looking forward to this season. But he also has the caveat, not including Michigan, because we all know that State wants to beat the you-know-what out of the Wolvies over there. So let's just rank the other four most desirable away games or road games for the Michigan State football Spartans. Coming in at number four, that, that road game at Illinois to kick off November I, I can get excited about a lot more things than that, right? I mean, it's coming especially the week after that Michigan game. You go to Champaign, Illinois. Uh, that screams noon on ESPN2. If I've ever seen a game that is going to be played at noon on ESPN2 or ESPN News or the Ocho, whatever channel that game's going to be on. And 
you know, by the time November rolls around, I can't imagine a lot of Illinois faithful are still going to be showing up to these games. I just can't think off the top of my head of a more, like, flaccid atmosphere in Big Ten football than Champaign, Illinois in the dead of November. So that's number four. That's the least desirable uh, away game that I'm looking forward to. Number three is that road game at Maryland. And I think there's a big jump between number four at Illinois and number three at Maryland. Now is, you know, at Maryland uh, the sexiest uh, road game in the entire world? No, not really. I don't think, uh, you know, the Terrapins are known for having this hostile, hostile atmosphere. But, and you've heard me say this over and over again on the podcast, I have nothing but disrespect for the Maryland Terrapins and their football program when Michigan State typically plays them. And it was usually in November when they are completely checked out mentally of the season. They want nothing to do with playing football anymore. However, Maryland at the start of the year is usually a pretty spicy team. And they will have maybe the best wide receiver group not named the Ohio State Buckeyes in the Big Ten. So maybe that they'll be good when Michigan State visits them early on in the season. Number two, the most desirable road game. Uh, I'm going to go with Penn State. At Penn State to end the season, uh, you know, if it's anything like last year, both teams have a lot to play for. Michigan State getting to that double-digit win mark, essentially playing their way into a New Year's Six bowl game like last year. And, well, Penn State, yeah, there's no surprise here that they're looking to have a solid season again this year. So that's always a good atmosphere to go to over in Happy Valley. And the number one game besides you know the Michigan game obviously uh, of away games that we are looking forward to the most you know where I'm going to go with this one it is that week three Washington game that is right heading over to Seattle whether you are fortunate to go to that game if you're a West Coast Spartan and that's actually a pretty close game for you like that's awesome I don't have to go any further in explaining why being at that game would be awesome especially compared to any of the other games that I just mentioned but even if you're like me and you're going to be sitting at home enjoying the game with some friends, some family, some pals. ABC, night game, Spartans are on that primetime slot. They are going to be potentially that game of the week. If they're not the game of the week, then they're the second best game of the week. So yeah, that's going to be awesome to see our Spartans take on the Huskies. ABC, 7.30, primetime. Uh, cannot wait for that one. And also with just the intrigue, the mystique that Washington has this season. No one really knows what to expect from the Huskies. Yeah, they got some good players. Yes, they shuffled the coaching staff up a little bit, but how good are they really going to be? Week three is going to be a great litmus test for them as much as it will be for us over in East Lansing. So thank you, Rick, for the question. I hope to see you soon, Rick. Yeah, you're the man. Uh, Question number two. This is a great one. This is from Ja Morant, is the best point guard. Yes, that's what he goes by on Twitter. He slid into my DMs and shot me this question. Would you rather have Tom Izzo retire right now or have him retire in 10 years? That's right, right now or 10 years. Uh, Right now, Tom Izzo, he is 67 years old. Would I rather him hang around until he's a, a ripe 77, hitting his stride at 77? Or do I want him to kick the bricks right now? My short answer is, let's keep him here. Let's keep him here for 10 years. And uh, listen, I I understand that I've been critical of him this offseason. You know, didn't really utilize a transfer portal at all. 
at all. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily embracing this new age of NIL. I know that the last two seasons really haven't gone that great. Uh, when I think Michigan State basketball, I don't necessarily think limping into the tournament in back-to-back years. I think more of a, actually what's on my hat right now if you're not watching on YouTube. But yeah, I'm wearing you know, the 2019 Final Four hat. You think of that. And I also think that coach is still here. You know, I don't think the last two years are indicative of who Tom Izzo really is. Yes, do I have the concerns about utilizing the transfer portal, or rather, lack of utilizing the transfer portal, or NIL? Sure, of course I do, but I'd rather have that Hall of Fame coach stick around here for a decade, coach this new crop of players, and also, also, got some good recruits coming in as well in Jeremy Fears, maybe Xavier Booker commits to Michigan State, and also what happens when a coach is around for 10 years. Let's say that this is on all headlines, you know, Tom Izzo signs 10-year extension. That also lets all the recruits know that he ain't going anywhere. So when you're in battles with other schools, they can't use the, oh, Tom Izzo can leave at any given time argument. And above all, above all of this, this is the main, main reason why I would rather have Tom Izzo stick around for 10 years rather than just hitting the bricks immediately is that the next guy is not going to be as good as Tom Izzo. And I can say that with almost 100% certainty. I'll say it with like 99% certainty, especially like early on, is that I have so much like pity <laughs> for the next guy coming in. Whether that's you know, Dwayne Stevens returning to East Lansing, whether it's, it's the young, hot shot, prodigal son, Drew Valentine coming in, like the massive, massive shoes that the next guy is going to have to fill... I don't think we'll be appreciated by MSU fans until we're two, three years into the next guy's tenure. And, oh yeah, even after those two, three years, can you sustain it for even longer than that? A decade. Two decades. If you want to be crazy and pull a Tom Izzo, stick around for three decades and have continued success at a school. It's going to be very, very hard, if not impossible, to replicate what Tom Izzo has done in his nearly three decades at Michigan State. So, my little, like, you know perhaps worried about the next guy. Like, yeah, sure, you can call it that, but I think it's just look at the whole body of work and look at how many guys nationally have been able to duplicate what he's done. The, the, the list ain't too long. It, it is not a long list. You got Coach K up there, Roy Williams, Bill Self, you know, Jay Wright, if you want to throw his name out there with the multiple national titles, of course, that probably trumps the eight Final Fours time Izzo has been to, but still, never missing a tournament in 20-whatever years, however long it is, eight Final Fours, Six Big Ten titles, six Big Ten tournament titles. Like, it's, yeah, very hard to beat what he has. And also, let's get ten more years of giving Tom Izzo that shot at national title number two. Why not? Let's get nuts. Uh, We got a lot more fantastic mailbag questions to get to. But first, gang, I just got to talk your ear off about LinkedIn. That's right. You already know LinkedIn. You, You know all about LinkedIn. But how about from the hiring side of LinkedIn? Yeah, that's right. Let's say you're a small business. And as you know, as the sun is coming out, small businesses are back in business as well. And LinkedIn Jobs is making it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and best of all, for free. That's right. If it's free, it's for me. If it's free, it should be for you. And create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's a lot of people. 
That's a ton of people. And then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to hire and interview and all that jazz. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Head to LinkedIn jobs. Help. No, so head to LinkedIn jobs. Find the candidates you want to talk to faster. There we go. Now I'm hitting my stride. Uh, And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? That's a lot of job seekers. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And before diving headfirst into the mailbag here... Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting on July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. It's available July 18th on the Locked On NFL podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. That's right. All right, let's get back rocking and rolling into the mailbag. Again, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at Sheehan underscore sports. This gentleman by the name of This Is TJ. Hits us with this question. Prediction on the next basketball and football recruit. Ooh, that's right. I get to put on my best Stephen Brooks, my best Justin Thin, my best Corey Robinson uh, impersonation. I get to do some crystal balling here. Um, I'm going to try to at least. So here is where we stand for Michigan State football recruiting. Uh, We had a big discussion on it in yesterday's show. You know, why you should feel optimistic about it or maybe why you're also right and to feel... A little worried that Michigan State won't lock up a fifteen or top 15 class. So if you want more on that, jump on yesterday's show. But for the next guys committing for football, Chase Basantis out of New Jersey could be committing right now as I'm talking uh, Monday afternoon. Or it could be in two weeks. It could be in three weeks. And no one really knows when he is going to be committing. And it's kind of a three-way battle. It's between Texas A&M. That's right. That, that school with a great recruiting class last year. Uh Ka-ching! Uh, Michigan State, our Spartans, and also his hometown Scarlet Knight, uh, Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. So that could be happening anytime now. I don't think that it will be Michigan State. It'll probably be A&M or Rutgers. My guess is A&M. But a firm date that we can look at is offensive tackle Peyton Kirkland. That's right, and then uh, right behind him, Miles McVay as well. Two good friends. Could they land at the same spot? They very well could. But Peyton Kirkland, he is announcing his decision July 23rd. Fingers crossed for that one. It's down between us. You know, Miami's in the mix. Uh, we got Oregon in the mix. So, yeah. Uh, but, and I know that we got like a week until this uh, commitment, but so far... The crystal balls on 24-7 sports are leaning to Michigan State. Right now on On3, another recruiting website, there's some confidence building around Michigan State. And you hear the uh, hmm, apprehension in my voice, uh, I guess you could call it, is, well, I should sound a lot more excited, but, man, uh, I just need to see it happen before I start getting really excited because it's been a little, you know, patchy, uh, rough patch of stretch here for uh, our Michigan State Spartans, but... Hey, maybe we get back on the board, the right side of that top 15 ranking with Peyton Kirkland. So my guess for football is, if I had to guess, July 23rd, oh boy, uh, Peyton Kirkland. And then Miles McVay, he announces his decision August 11th as well. So 
we could be getting two great tackle commits. We could be missing out on both. Stay tuned. Uh, but yes, those are definitely two dates you want to circle, July 23rd and August 11th. As far as basketball recruiting goes, who could be the next guy? Uh, it's, it's the name that is the name of our uh, recruiting cycle for basketball, and that is none other than Xavier Booker out of Indiana, top five kid in the nation. Tom Izzo has been on this guy ever since he was rated in like the 60s or 70s, and then he's just blown up uh, in the last few months. So, yes, he is highly coveted through pretty much every school. He's going to visit almost every school, or so we thought. It was Lon believed that you know he's going to be visiting a lot of these schools for his official visits, like uh, Gonzaga, oh Kansas, Ohio State, I, Auburn, name a school, he was going to visit them. But now he just tweeted out that on July 25th, that's right, at 6 p.m., he's going to announce his top schools. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's his top three schools, his top five schools, his top 15 schools, or whatever that means. But he will be announcing his top schools on July 25th. And he also gave an interview at 24-7 Sports not too long ago that he's hoping to commit by the start of his high school uh, senior season or maybe a few weeks into his senior season as well. So he could be on commit watch for late August, early September for Xavier Booker. Of course, you know, that's a fluid situation. Anything can change at any time. But if I had to guess for basketball, look, it's Xavier Booker. It's Devin Royal. It's pretty much the board right now. I'm sure they will have some plan B guys if they strike out on both those gentlemen. So, But if I had to guess, I, God, I hate to do it again. I hate to do it again. I'm throwing all my eggs into a top five player's basket. You know, just uh, one time for the Josh Jackson saga, one time for the Jabari Parker saga. Like, yeah, we, uh, we're, we're back. I come crawling back every single time, and I'm, come, I'm coming crawling back to Xavier Booker because I think... I think that we do have some reason to get our hopes up. Knocking on wood, but yeah, so that'll be another highly contested recruiting battle right there. Um, I love this question. We're going back to football, and we're actually going to slide the calendar back a little bit here because we're going to be talking about Brian Lewerke. Gavin reaches out with a question. Do you think Lewerke would have gone on to be the greatest quarterback in school history without the injuries? I love that question. I love that question because uh, it was clear that, you know, White Lightning, friend of the program, White Lightning, that's right, uh, jumped onto the scene pretty strongly his sophomore year, you know, banged out a 10-win season, uh, was the, the pilot of a pretty good offense, too, for that Holiday Bowl winning season. Uh, but then, yeah, of course, you know the story, shoulder issues, uh, it was just a bunch of injuries in 2018 and 2019, and really didn't have the career that we all thought he was going to after his sophomore year. And, yeah, I think his injuries and, rather, the handling of his injuries uh, are a big reason for that. If you ever want me to rant about something for 45 straight minutes, just ask me about the handling of Brian Lewerke's injuries. That's for a different conversation, and I don't want to bore you right now. But let's get back to the question. Do you think Lewerke would have gone on to be the greatest quarterback in school history without the injuries? So 2018 was a really good shot to uh, maybe climb up that ladder. Because when we think greatest quarterback in school history, listen, my selfish answer is Kirk Cousins because he's my favorite Spartan of all time. But honestly, probably the popular answer would be Connor Cook. Just because, by and large, of how much he was able to achieve at Michigan State. You know, just a Cotton Bowl victory. Oh, you know, a little Rose Bowl victory. Oh, you know, just two uh, Big Ten Championship game MVP awards. That's, that's tough to beat. So you're going to want your quarterback to do a lot of winning. 
Obviously, the Holiday Bowl, 10 wins in that sophomore season is a great start. But also, how good could they have been if Lurik was healthy all of 2018? Maybe pretty good. Because they had a top five defense that year. 2019 kind of fell back a little bit, but it was just more of the same. As I'm sure you know, pretty strong defense, lacking offense. So... Could it have been the greatest quarterback of all time if he was healthy? I think it'd be very hard to top Connor Cook winning two big Big Ten title games, also winning MVP in both those games, and just being awesome. Uh, Because I think that maybe Michigan State doesn't get as good as Big Ten championship winning with a healthy Brian Lewerke. However, I think if he's healthy, maybe he does fall in that sandwich between your number one guy and Connor Cook and I think it's safe to say that Kirk Cousins would be a number three guy. Maybe he would jump up to number two uh, of best quarterbacks at Michigan State. Maybe he's just behind Kirk Cousins at number three. Because right now, for his legacy, I think he's right in power with like a Drew Stanton, for example. Or maybe even a Brian Hoyer. And like that's not a slight at all. Like Those are guys that had pretty good careers here that are remembered very favorably. And I think overall, you know... Brian's known as a pretty favorable guy at Michigan State. I mean, hey, those billboards weren't lying. I missed him when he left. But, yeah, of course, you know, Michigan State is also still in good hands with Peyton Thorne. So, overall, uh, I think he's got a good legacy. Could it have been elite if he stayed healthy? Maybe, like, one peg short of that. Maybe just, like, pretty great. But, nevertheless, hey, I I was a big Brian Lewerke fan. Still am. So, uh, yeah, just a shame that, obviously, the injuries happen so there there we have it and really quick before we jump into second break here we will hit this question this is from deep water connoisseur love that he asked we're going back to basketball what are your expectations for Madi Sissoko this year I don't know man (laughs) how about that for an answer I don't know um that's gonna be a wait and see sort of thing and I hate giving you that answer because I would love to have a more concrete answer but look I'm gonna keep the expectations pretty low for Madi Sissoko um Last year, he averaged four and a half minutes per game. He only played in double-digit minutes twice last year. It was against Eastern Michigan. And then on the road, when we were getting slaughtered uh, at Ann Arbor. Other than that, though, spot minutes. It didn't play in the tournament uh, at all, really, uh, sparingly in the Big Ten tournament. So this wasn't a thing where, okay, he barely played at the beginning of the year and then worked his way onto the court. Like, no. Um, but right now... I don't know, I would look back to... I try to come up with a comparison. And the best comparison I could find is... Maybe imagine senior year Gavin Schilling. You know, and Gavin Schilling, he played nine minutes per game his senior year. Averaged about three points. Um, And, you know, he had to split his time with a sophomore, Nick Ward. Who, you know, got the, the lion's share of the minutes. Kind of the same thing going on this year, maybe. Is that 10... Upwards of 15 minutes per game, and instead of, you know, sophomore Nick Ward, he'll have to be sharing it with Jackson Kohler. And also, kind of like um, Gavin Schilling's senior year, I think we'll be seeing a good amount of small ball from Michigan State, too, where we see Joey Hauser at the 5, Malik Hall at the 5, maybe. Um, So, yeah, I'm not expecting a lot, but hey, I'd love to be Ron and pleasantly surprised. So, uh, hey, consider that a challenge, Mati Sissoko. That's right, I know you're listening to this show. Um, yeah, n- never misses an episode of Locked on Spartans. So, there's your bulletin board material. Go prove me, Ron. Give us more than 10 minutes per game and three points per game. So, because uh, we can really use it. Uh, all right, we got some fun questions to get to on the other end of this little Bill Payne right here. But hey, I just got to talk to you people about betonline.net. Woo! That's right, we got the All Star game. 
going on, and uh, why not just wager a shekel on it? You know, you got nothing else going on this uh, part of the summer in this little early week stretch. It's just pretty much just the All-Star game. So spice it up, make it fun, bet on the over, bet on who you think is going to win the All-Star Game MVP. Do it all at betonline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, including this year's Major League Baseball season, PGA golf season. Go throw in a future bet on the NCAA football season. I get nuts. They all have it for you waiting there at BetOnline, your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season because, well, they're just simply the best. And betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, golf. That's right. If you want some bad golf bets, reach out to me, lockdownspartans at gmail.com. And head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. That is at Bet Online, where the game starts. And let's start the third and final mailbag segment with cautiously optimistic, pessimistic Spartan um, hitting us with this question. And this is a sad one, but we're going to talk about it anyway. If you could change the outcome of any past MSU game, what would it be? That's right. Let's look back on some of the most gut-wrenching, you, you, I was gonna. I was gonna swear. You know what? Kicking losses of our time as Michigan State fans. Let's break it down. Uh, I got three for football and three for basketball. Let's start for football. Number three. Um, I'm gonna actually gonna just do a selfish one. Uh, this has no standing in Michigan State history whatsoever. But this is a game I was at back in 2012. Uh, you probably have forgotten about that game if you weren't there. But if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. 2012, Iowa walks in. Michigan State scores on their first possession. It's great, except it's not. It's 40 degrees. It's rain. It's sleet. It's a little bit of snow. It's windy. Miserable weather. And all to sit down and watch Iowa beat Michigan State in double overtime. If I'm going to sit and weather that miserable, I would like to at least watch a win. Like over my shoulder right here. That's right. It's the picture of Jaden Reed and his final touchdown against Penn State. That was a miserable game to be at really, really helps when Michigan State wins that game. So, yes, I'm still recovering from hypothermia from the 2012 Iowa game, so give me that for number three. Number two, I'm going to go with that yes, you know, probably what I'm going to talk about. There's only two more games I could talk about. The 2013 Notre Dame game, uh, needless to say, Michigan State goes on undefeated in the regular season if they win that game, if there aren't a bunch of phantom pass interference calls, but nevertheless... Uh, a good consolation prize is the Rose Bowl, which Michigan State got to and won, so not too many sour grapes there. Uh, and then the number one game that I would change the outcome to, it's a game that I still hate talking about, so I'll be really short. The 2011 Big Ten Championship game, Kirk Cousins' senior season. We all know how that went down. Don't want to talk about it anymore. So yeah, those are the outcomes I would change. And I also pick games that were like close in score. You know, I, I yeah, okay, you know what, I, I guess I would like to change the outcome of the college football playoff and how that went against Alabama, but I feel like I'm asking a little too much there to be making up a 37-point difference. I, I You know, if I'm going to do a, a hypothetical, I want it to be a realistic hypothetical of, you know, maybe a ball just bounces differently or maybe a flag is or isn't thrown uh, during a game. So those are my three football games. Uh, for basketball game, uh, let's keep playing the hits here. Number three... 
Uh, this might surprise you because I think this will be a lot of people's number one is the Middle Tennessee State game. And that was, of course, uh, a knife through the heart to watch that awesome team with you know uh, Denzel Valentine, Matt Costello just flame out immediately to a hot shooting Middle Tennessee State team. But hopefully two and one make a little more sense of why that's just number three on my list. Number two is the 2010 game against Butler in the Final Four that would have gotten Michigan State to the national title game. Of course, a low-scoring game. It came down to one or two possessions at the end. And on the other side of that game was a very beatable Duke team. So that was a good opportunity to get Tom Izzo his second national title. Again, just like the football games I'm picking through, I'm just going to pick games that were very close in score. And then number one, the 2014 Elite Eight game against UConn. This is why I have these two games over the Middle Tennessee State game. is because Michigan State was very close to the finish line there. Obviously closer in that Butler game as that was the Final Four game. But when we have the discussion of, oh, what was the one that got away? Was it the Middle Tennessee State year? Was it 2010? For me, the answer is always going to be 2014. Michigan State was loaded that year. A lot of injuries, but by the end of the season, they were together again. And they were rocking and rolling. And also in that Final Four... Very weak field. That was a field that Michigan State could have beat and just walked through should they have kept their second half lead against UConn. We already know what happens. Shabazz Napier gets to the free throw line about 1,400 times. Uh, We have a point guard that goes absolutely ice cold and, uh, yeah, did not end well in Madison Square Garden. But, yeah, that's always going to be the team that uh, probably had the best shot of winning a national title in Tom Izzo's tenure. Obviously, aside from the 2000 team, you know, the one that actually won it. Uh, Now, let's get off uh, that sad question. (laughs) Hey, thank you for the question, but wow, sad. Uh, Let's get to Zeke the Wonder Dog fan page to take us home. What school would you cheer for if Michigan State was not an option? That's a great question. That's a tough question because there's a lot of options. Um, I'm going to eliminate any Pac-12 school. I just can't take that conference seriously. And in that same vein... Like, I've always thought that West Virginia was a fun team to root for. I feel like we have a lot of similarities with them as far as, you know, just general vibes go. Uh, Oklahoma State, another team that looks very fun. You know, they're pretty spicy in football. They've got a decent basketball team every once in a while. But then again, do I want to be a fan of a Big 12 team? I will admit, it it is going to be a fun conference still. You know, I, I love the addition of Cincinnati. Houston, UCF, and BYU. I think that's going to be a really fun league to watch. But it's still a far cry from where the SEC and Big Ten are and are going. So, with that said, I I can't root for a Big 12 team. Don't really feel like the ACC either. That seems pretty volatile. So, I could either, uh, you know, be a front runner, be a Georgia football fan, as it doesn't look like that machine will be slowing down anytime soon. I could be an Alabama fan. Or if I want to go back to vibes, I could be an Ole Miss fan. Or I think I want to stay home, actually. I think I want to stay home and stay in the Big Ten. And I'm going to go with a team that is pretty good in football, pretty good in basketball, year after year. I don't want to completely sell out and do Ohio State, but I will go across Lake Michigan. I will find myself in Madison, Wisconsin. I will throw up the W, and I will be a Badger fan. Feels a little dirty to say, um, because obviously Michigan State and Wisconsin have had a lot of great battles, especially in the recent years, but 
I've always liked their fan base. They've uh, always been very cordial. They've been great uh, partiers when you run into them at tailgates. Uh, So, yeah, they always got a pretty decent football team. Got a pretty solid basketball team. Give me the Badgers, I guess. Give me the Badgers. Hopefully that doesn't rub too many people the wrong way. But, yeah, I want to stay in the Big Ten, so I'm going to go with Wisconsin right there. Our Badger brethren right there. Uh, Gang, that was awesome. Thank you so much for your amazing questions. Lockdownspartans at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, Sheehan underscore sports. Cannot thank you enough for all the questions, all the support, especially in the doldrums of the offseason. Really do appreciate that. You guys are the best. We will be back Thursday. Uh, We're going to have a guest, too. It's been a while since we've had a guest, but yes, Austin Smith of the Only Podcast will be back. Uh, We're going to have some more fun, like talking about which Big Ten coach would make the best father-in-law. You know, just hard-hitting stuff like that. But until then, hey, keep it real. Stay cool in these hot summer months. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen. Love every single one of you. Go Green. Woo, let's go.